In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. There are people knocking at the door. They are knocking in urgency. They've heard of Jesus. Some have just witnessed him raise a man named Lazarus from the dead. They've come to see this man who can perform such miracles. Surely he has hope to share with the world. And Philip, one of Jesus' disciples, answers the door. Sir, they say, we wish to see Jesus. Such a request sends Philip into a tizzy, and he grabs another of Jesus' disciples. Hey, Andrew, these people are here, and they're saying they want to see Jesus. The two disciples are overwhelmed. Not only are the local crowds paying attention to their Jesus, now he is attracting the attention of folks from afar. Word has certainly spread about Jesus, and it is both exhilarating and worrisome for Jesus' disciples. After all, if people from far and wide have noticed Jesus, surely the Pharisees, authorities, and all those who might be threatened by the power and attention Jesus has gained have also noticed. Philip and Andrew go to tell Jesus that there are these people asking for him, that these people from far away have made the journey to come and see him. And Jesus' response, My hour has come, he says. The time has come for me to fulfill my calling. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. Today we hear Jesus speak those words we've heard before. Those who love their life will lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. This is Jesus' last public teaching, his last public words before he journeys to Jerusalem where he will suffer and die on the cross. Jesus explains to his disciples that he must die in order to live, that his death and resurrection will draw all people to him. Jesus doesn't just foretell his coming death. He is also giving a description of what awaits his disciples. He is giving them a description of the work that is still yet to come. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. Today is the fifth and final Sunday in Lent. Week by week we have been journeying with Jesus from his baptism to the desert, from his journey teaching and healing in the cities and villages, to his disciples where he prepares them for his coming death. Week by week, Jesus gets closer and closer to the cross, and we have been on that journey with him. If we were to take these weeks in Lent and map them out physically in this church building, week one would be at the baptismal font. Week three might be here at the crossing, and this week, week five, would be at the altar table looking up at what the future holds for us. We are followers of Jesus, and we are following him to the cross. 
As we walk deeper and deeper into Lent, we walk closer and closer to the cross, to suffering, to death. People are knocking at the door. We want to see Jesus, they say. And Jesus' response is to show them this, this picture of him hanging on the cross. If we want to see, if we want to see what God's power and love really looks like, this cross is what Jesus has to show us. To follow Jesus is to follow him, not just to the healings and miracles of those who have been cast aside. To follow Jesus is to follow him all the way to the cross. To follow him is to lose our lives, to let the seeds of who we are as God's precious creations fall into the ground and be transformed. On the cross, Jesus shows us something very powerful and something very challenging about the nature of our God. Not only is this a picture of suffering and death, it is a picture of what it means to change. Jesus on the cross is a picture of the change that takes place at the beginning of holy transformation. Something that was and is no more, becoming something made new and holy by the power of God's unconditional love. Transformation through change is challenging. In order to change, something must be given over to sacrifice in order for God to transform it into a blessing. In order to change, something must die so that something new can take root and grow. It takes courage and strength. It takes wisdom and integrity. And of course, it takes faith. Today, on this fifth and final Sunday in Lent, Jesus is calling his disciples. He is calling us, daring us to venture into change. Jesus is calling us to journey willingly into the process of holy transformation. What might this mean for us here at All Saints? This church is exquisite. It holds a powerful history. It contains beautiful stories about who we have been and who we are as disciples. This building is a cocoon for us, our place, the place we go to be fed and nourished, to feel safe and affirmed, to feel loved and to love freely. And like any well-built cocoon, it provides the conditions for us to journey into change. It contains the power to transform any who dare to venture through its red doors. Mother Suzanne, in her message to us at annual meeting, explained that now is a time for all saints to look inward and reflect. Now is the time for us to consider our well-being and who it is that we are and what it is that we stand for as faithful disciples. Now is a time for discernment. The world around us is suffering. Our society is in a constant fight about policies and beliefs. People are at each other's throats about race, guns, sexism, taxes, health care, the environment, foreign policy. The list goes on and on. And the question for us to consider during this time of discernment is, how are we being called to follow Jesus today? How are we being called to be made new 
to change and be transformed into something beautiful, hopeful, and nourishing for the world around us. The time is ripe for these questions. All Saints is part of the Pathways program, a program set up to help us examine our community of faith and enhance the way we engage our spiritual formation and discipleship. Our seminarian, Patrick Burke, is getting us to talk about evangelism. Did any of you think that word evangelism would be used in this place? I mean, in a positive way? Let alone that we would be holding meetings on how we can be more evangelical. And this is just the beginning. We find ourselves in a parallel position to Philip, Andrew, and Jesus' other disciples in this morning's gospel. They have been working hard for Jesus for a long time. And today, Jesus explains that the work is only just beginning. Things are about to change and be transformed, and the ministry of following Jesus will look and feel different than it has up to this point. Today's gospel is inviting us to let the seed of ourselves fall into the ground, to lose our life in order to be reborn, to be made new, to undergo the process of holy transformation with our loving God. How else can we bear the fruit of hope and healing for the suffering world if we are not willing to do this work? What might emerge from the red doors of this cocoon? What bud of new life might spring out of the soil of this place? And when people come knocking on those red doors, asking to see Jesus, what will we do? What will we say? And what will we show them? May we journey with Jesus to Jerusalem. May we have the strength to go to the cross with him, to go through the process of change and holy transformation. May God make us a fruit-bearing community, a blessing of hope for the suffering and struggling world. And may God give us the wisdom, the courage, and the faith to do this work. Amen.